Hello and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word today here at King City Church. Currently we are in a series where we dig into some of the greatest biblical marriages and see what we can learn. Now prepare your heart as we travel back in time for Once Upon a Marriage. Welcome to our series actually welcome back welcome back to our series once upon a marriage and we are in week three of this series I'm so glad that all of you decided to come back you must be really enjoying this series and wanting to know more we have been uh, looking at four Old Testament couple and we're going to look at the third one today the past two weeks week one we saw when marriage is your answer we looked at Jacob and Leah's life and and Rachel's part in it and we learned that marriage doesn't answer everything it is Christ who answers everything in our life week two we saw what it means to choose uh, uh, empowerment over control you're not called to control your spouse or control your partner if you find control in your relationship that is not a good sign we looked at Ahab and Jezebel and we learned from their lives now I want audience participation our congregation here in person as well as our online family please participate with me as we as I ask these questions how do you imagine your married life to be all the people who are not yet married how do you imagine your married life to be just I don't want you to even answer me just start imagining it you're already doing it anyway how do you imagine your life your married life to be now as you're imagining I want you to give me an emoji expression live on your face right now oh look at our mail our message ah it's so bliss pastor no emotions there <laughs> oh you you got a halo okay 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 all right all right any other any other married unmarried people single people oh Danny is getting all shy <laughs> Danny is 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 feeling shy we need to pray for a courageous bold woman to walk into Danny's life because Danny is not going to look up after he's married he's only going to be looking at the floor anybody any other expressions oh she's celebrating like I'm excited I'm excited and Raglan is leaving okay all right <laughs> right question to all the married people how did you imagine your married life to be and how is it after you are married now remove your masks and give me some emoji expressions and tell me some people are putting their mask on now you know right remove your mask and show me how your married life is now how you imagined it to be and how is it now can I see some expressions come on remove your mask and show. oh he's so joyful he's like I am so Prithvi is just enjoying enjoying those who are watching us online you can put it in the chat show us some expressions using the emojis right any other expressions oh my wife is winking at me with both eyes I don't know what that means all right Ajay 
It's like, it's amazing. It's amazing, right? Anybody, any, any other married couple here? Yes, Amit? What does it mean? Hogaya or? Okay, all right. We've got, we've got a lot of mixed emotions going on here. Now, if you are sitting next to a person who is not married, and if you're married, look at them and tell them. Look at them and tell them. Oh, Kenneth, you sat in the wrong place, brother. All right. Look at them and tell them. Be excited. Just look at them and tell them. Be excited. No married couple here. I look at you and tell them. Be excited. Because it's just going to get better. It's just going to get better. All right. All right. Now everybody settle down. When you look at everybody, most of the people, when they think about being married, when they think about, you know, especially when you're young and single and look very excited and looking forward, you know, to being married, most of the time people go with, oh, I'm always going to have this tingly feeling this butterfly effect in my tummy that every time she wakes up or every time she walks in or every time he gets on his bike and the way he takes his helmet off and and comb his hair or the way he you know dress up it's gonna be amazing i get to see this every day and all the married people said no no hair no makeup right no bike you lose you lose you lose a lot you lose a lot after you're married including your hair and many people go with this feeling many people go with this sort of expectation and many people after they go into marriage they soon learn in fact in few weeks they learn that marriage is not this feeling or emotion that you settle with but rather a choice that you make every day it is not I feel to love you it has to become I choose to love you no matter what I want all of us to go in this journey with me whether you're married or you're looking to get married all of us I would love for you to stay tuned with me this morning and I have just 11 minutes left on the clock and I'm gonna unpack this word as soon as possible and I want to talk to you of how to live in a marriage or look forward for a marriage that is faith filled marriage all right that is faith-filled marriage are you setting yourself up for a faithless marriage or a faithful marriage faithful to God and faithful to each other and this morning I have invited an amazing couple who's going to uh, you know set an example for us their name is Abraham and Sarah all right from their life we're gonna learn how do you manage 
when you go through a faithless season in your life and in your marriage not everything because whenever you look at on the opposite side it always looks green always looks like wow i wish we were like that couple look at them they are on holiday they're having the time of their life we're just stuck here we always compare ourselves even as married couple you compare your own family with somebody else's family when you're looking to get married you always looking at people and thinking ah i would like to have somebody like them or somebody like her and we always compare ourselves to what is out there but this morning i want to bring a spiritual dimension which is key in your marriage and if you're preparing to get married also that faith is the key in marriage and faith is the key if you are getting ready to be married when you make a vow you know when you stand in that you know presence of god amongst all the people and the pastors asking you know by faith you say that you know in 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 in, in everything i will be with you you take actually a step of faith because you don't actually know who you will be until you become who you are called to be so everybody we take a faith step into all the seasons of our lives but what happens when challenges hit us what happens when faith runs out in your marriage there are three things that i want to point out if you are if you are seeing these signs in your marriage then you are experiencing a faithless marriage faithless you know dry season you're not driven by faith in your life but rather you're driven by other things see i want us to go to genesis chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 it says the lord had said to abram leave your country your people and your father's household and go to the land i will show you i will make you into a great nation i will bless you i will make your name great and you will be a blessing now that very verse the first verse itself is a countercultural verse in indian context where it says leave your country leave your people and leave your father's household you say what that just doesn't happen here pastor maybe good for the new king james version people or other countries but it won't work here my father abraham hebrews 11:8 says by faith abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going last week i said husbands are called to lead the family be the pastors of their home step out in faith and as abraham set out in faith where god called him to be and he did not know where he was going but he had a woman who followed a man who had no plan that is a challenge it is a big challenge in today's society it's a big challenge because we all want to know where we are going i remember when i was when when um, pastor joseph osborne when he married 
Jimmy and I and he asked us to tell a vow to each other on the spot even though I was slightly prepared and uh, I just stepped out and say you know it is amazing that we are getting married but if you are expecting a plan I have no clue what I'm doing I said this in the middle of the wedding I said I've got no clue what I'm doing I have no plan but I know a man who has a plan so the plan is to follow the man who has a plan would you like to join me super no how romantic amazing this is what Abram is doing a faith fooled marriage is not filled with schedules and cal it's not nothing wrong with planning nothing wrong with having our lives organized but the big picture and the big vision will always be faith driven and not self driven if you are expecting to get married and if you are self driven and not faith driven you will end up in the wrong place in the wrong time meeting the wrong person if your marriage is not faith driven but self driven you will always have to stop and face the consequences that a self driven marriage would encounter i want to give you three things number 1 this is what happens when you have a faithless marriage or faithless lifestyle number 1 is you fall victim to fear it is not faith that is driving you it is the fear that is driving you the fear what will happen if i lose my job what will happen if you know when i have kids what will happen how will i pay for the future what about my dream house it's it's fear and not faith you become victim to fear watch what happened in abraham and sarah's life in genesis chapter 12 verse 11 to 13 it says as abram was about to enter egypt he said to his lovely wife sarai i know what a beautiful woman you are when the egyptians see you they will say this is his wife then they will kill me but they will let you live what is happening here in the context is that there's a famine in the land and abram and sarah is trying to enter egypt and they are going to be you know living there and they're going to ask the king could we please make our living here could you provide us our nation is in famine and what he's saying to his wife is that honey you're just too cute you're just too beautiful and and i want to protect you and i know i am not all that good looking so they will definitely kill me and take you so this is what you're going to do say that you are my sister so that i will be treated well for your sake and my life will be spared because of you a man of faith the father of faith the father of nations and generations uh, is setting up his wife to lie and driven by fear that he fell victim to fear is everybody with me so far there's a lot of people who have this fear talk in marriage and not faith talk the sad thing is your children are also listening to your fear talk and growing up subconsciously filled with fear 
and not with faith because you are setting up a household an atmosphere of fear because you're falling victim to your what if this happens what if that happens what if my life ends up like this too many what ifs pops up and you become victim to your fear the second thing if you live a faithless life this is what will happen you will get ahead of God when you're driven by fear what you do is the byproduct of doing things out of fear is that you then start running before God and God has to now play catch up with you this is what is happening in Genesis 16 verse 1 and 2 we all know that Abraham received a promise that he will be blessed with a child Abraham and Sarai they received a promise they had to wait for almost 20 years 21 years to for that to be fulfilled in their life but in between a lot of bad choices were made because they were driven by fear and they also tried to go ahead of God and claim the promise this is what they did now Sarai Abraham's wife had borne him no children no children the promise has come the Lord said Abraham your children will be like the dust of the ground they'll be like the stars on the sky they'll just be numerous you can't even count them that was the promise but Sarai Abram's wife had borne him no children but she had an Egyptian maid servant by the name Hagar so she said to Abraham the Lord has kept me from having children go sleep with my maid servants perhaps I can build a family through her and Abram with all his heart obeyed his wife driven you see what she's saying she's saying you sleep with my maid servants perhaps I can build a family through her who's running ahead of God now In the, in the previous verse, we saw that Abraham was running and making choices that was driven by fear. And we see Sarai is trying to run ahead of God because she is impatient and giving up on her faith and going into a faithless season of her life that she is her own words. This is her own words. She's saying that I can build a family did God say that she will build a family or is it God's responsibility to build a family if you are building your family husband wife listen to this you are not building your family it is God who's building your family and God is just put you as managers of your family you're not building it your salary is not building your family your money is no good in God's kingdom you can go and get the greatest job in the world still that will not build the family look at many rich people who got it all and they're still looking for their children where where's my where are my kids 
Where's my wife gone? Money doesn't build family. Job security doesn't build family. Where you live does not build family. What builds family is the vision that you receive from God for your family and you lead your family in faith rooted on God's word. Whether you eat a plate of biryani or you have no food, you will still find joy in the family. Because it is, don't please, don't, 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 don't you, don't you, don't you ever teach your children that what we have is going to make us feel better. If only we have our own house, we are going to be more happier. No, you won't be. If only have a better job, our family will be better. No, 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 no. If you can all wake up together, stay in one home in the morning, and all of you seek God and worship the same God together, and seek his presence there's nothing more joyful than that it is that that leads your family it is that that will build your family it is God who is building your family so if you are not married yet find a man who will build the family through God and not through himself find a woman who will stand with you patiently who will say whatever vision that God has given for you let us go and do it because I know that you trust him and I am also going to trust him with you that's the beautiful thing many times Jimmy says this to me honey I don't trust you yeah the reason she says that is not not because she actually doesn't trust me she, what she's trying to say is honey I trust the God you trust so I trust you because you trust him so if my prayer life reduces if my reading God's Word reduces if my spiritual life is wobbly then everything becomes wobbly in my home at church in everything else that I do because it is not I who builds the family it is God who builds the family. Is everybody with me so far? So if you try to run with God, allow God to build your family. See, Sarah, she tried to take control over her own situation. For me, that very name Hagar is a very scary name. Like, I mean, which woman would have a name like Hagar? You know, it's, I imagine kind of a gym woman, you know, with biceps and all that. Hagar and, and she forced a promise with her faithless lifestyle upon Abram and because Abram was not leading he obeyed a faithless words and he also ended up in trouble see God is never in a hurry and he is certainly not late because if you try to measure God with the years that you are living you cannot measure his goodness even for you and I to be saved God had to save an entire generation lead an entire generation through 40 years and die on the cross 
rose again on the third day, healed us, set us free, and he was thinking about you even before the foundations of the earth. So don't come to him in prayer and say, I've been waiting for two years and you haven't answered my prayer. God is like, where were you when I was creating the sky? God is never in a hurry. And he's certainly not late. The third thing, the third thing that happens is, when you live a faithless lifestyle, faithless marriage, this is what happens. We don't believe God, we will not believe God will do it for us. You'll actually stop believing that God is more than able. This is what is happening in Abraham and Sarah's life because they still haven't received their promise yet. They're still waiting on their promise. And Genesis 17, 17 says, Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear, bear a child at the age of 90? Now Abraham is trying to throw facts at God who knows exactly what God, you know, God knows exactly what he is doing fact does not matter if God is controlled by facts then he's not God he's in our realm he is God because he's not in our dimension I always see that this world is in 2d and God's world is in 3d he's got a better dimension so he is not controlled by the laws of our body laws of time laws of space but rather he's outside all of that and he's always and ready to intervene into our life in the way that he wants to do it for his glory and for his kingdom so abraham fell face down he laughed and he's like god i'm 100 are you kidding me my wife is 90 that is just not possible and and verse and in Genesis 18, 12 to 14, you are seeing a similar response by his wife. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? In other words, why is your wife doubting Abraham? Why are you doubting Abraham? What's happening here? And this is what God is asking in verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Turn to the person next to you. Look at them and ask them. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord, Danny? No. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing too hard for the Lord don't go and tell God the doctors have given up I am not able to conceive I'm not able to have a child I've had too many miscarriages you know it's gonna be crazy I just don't know it's just not gonna happen I want to give you a word this morning there is nothing too hard for the Lord don't try to give him facts saying that after Corona, everything is shutting out down God. Many people are losing jobs. I'm just trying to protect me and my family. But God is saying, rise up, husband. Rise up. Because there's nothing 
too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Absolutely nothing. You know, in Romans 4, 19 to 21, I want to close it with this verse. Romans 4, 19, 21, it says, Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact, who? Abraham. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. This is how Abraham is remembered in the New Testament, even though he failed many times in the Old Testament. The reason why Abraham is believed and seen this way is because no matter what happened, he obeyed God, he trusted him, and finally he received his promise, Isaac. Even though he made a mistake, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact and he still believed in God. This morning, I want to, I want to talk to all of you I want to tell you all, there should not be a weakening in your faith. If you want your marriage to be strong, if you want to find the right person in your life, you cannot find that by having a weakening in your faith, by having a wavering faith, by having a wavering belief system, but rather be rooted in God's word. Blessed by the sermon from the series Once Upon a Marriage, make sure you share it with someone else who you think can also be blessed. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by giving an offering at www.kingcitychurch.org forward slash give and we will see you next week with a brand new sermon. God bless.